0: Welcome to the 360T Podcast, a series that features top industry professionals offering unique insights regarding how the FX market is developing around us. Hello, and welcome to the 360T Podcast. I am delighted to be joined today by Juan Garcia, Director of Domestic Operations at Banco de Mexico. Juan, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: No, thank you for the invitation.
0: We obviously saw earlier this year when the kind of the, the true impact of the pandemic became obvious, huge spike in volumes, a lot of trading activity. Now, some currencies, in, including the Mexican peso, saw you know some fairly big moves. Do you think that the the technology and the infrastructure available for FX trading in Mexico performed well, considering this volatility in the volumes that we saw there
1: well it uh- before answering the question, perhaps it's worthwhile to give a brief a snapshot of what the FX market structure looks like in order to understand the type of technology and the infrastructure that was in place amongst recent market volatility and other developments. For the last BIS triennial central bank survey in 2018, the results of, uh, for the foreign exchange market in Mexico showcased that around two fifths of the operation in FX were still being conducted through voice mechanism, while the rest resided in electronic methods. Being a bit more specific, around one-fifth of the local FX market operations were being conducted through indirect electronic venues, which include the well-known historical interbank dealer primary venues. That being said, with regards as to how well the technology and infrastructure of the FX market performed. Conversations with multiple market participants in both formal and informal forums, it is believed that overall the performance was satisfactory and no visible disruption or impacts in the currency occurred due to technological failure or a system flaw. In that sense, participants that we normally consult manifested that most counterparties that were willing to transact were able to do so. As addition, anecdotic evidence, uh, when Banco de Mexico decided to intervene in the FX market, both through NDF and this U.S. financing auction, it was able to do so smoothly and with no major challenges from a technological standpoint. Nevertheless, some shifts did occur in terms of the trading structure of the market during the period of heightened volatility with perhaps two main forces at work behind what uh, was observed. First, as it was occurred previously in other periods of increased volatility, participants believe that in times of stress, the best place to find out where the market is at are primary venues, since this is where liquidity should, in theory, dry up the list. Hence, uh, many participants appear, appear to have shifted their trading activity towards some of these primary venues in days when volatility spiked and trading conditions deteriorated. On the other hand, due to the nature of the crisis at hand, which its origin rooted on a pandemic uh, situation, participants also had to face the challenge of migrating their operations to work from home schemes. Eventually, the entire market was able to adapt to this new status quo although anecdotic evidence from market participants do point out that some frictions did arise, especially from the less sophisticated participants from both the buy side and the sell side. In that sense, some participants, in particular some corporates, had to shift their trading activities toward the less high-tech execution methods, such as direct voice transactions, as their staff was unable to access other trading platforms from home in the meantime.
0: A big topic of discussion, certainly at least where I sit in the U.S. amongst market participants, has been FX algos. And it seemed to be that FX algos got widely used and fairly battle-tested during the volatility earlier this year. And As a result, some firms are perhaps more open to using them more than they would have been previously. Is the conversation and is there a growing interest around algo execution amongst firms in Mexico?
1: Well, before the recent volatility episode, there was some scepticism as to how well FX algorithmics will perform under a period of market stress and heightened price movements. According to both global suppliers and users of FX algorithmics, these products appear to have been up to the task in these past couple of months. And indeed, there seems to have been an increase in the usage, particularly in G10 currencies. For emerging market currencies, evidence for the increase in the usage seems more mixed, with some algo suppliers commenting they saw an increase in their employment, while others note the contrary. In particular, some participants mentioned that for certain algorithms to work optimally, and increase the probabilities of adding value, liquidity has to be somewhat healthy. This is especially true for execution algorithms, which, you know, are one of the most popular type of algorithms in FX. And in many emerging market currencies, such as the Mexican peso, liquidity could be seriously hampered in some specific days. So market participants at some specific points in time prefer to avoid the risk of using certain algorithms such as these execution algorithms, since market risk and opportunities cost could be steep. Well, now, returning to a broader picture, algorithmic usage in Mexico is still somewhat in its early stages. From most recent information uh, that we constructed through a survey made by a study group commissioned by the Mexican Foreign Exchange Committee last year, to multiple FX market participants in Mexico, only about 10% of them actually admitted to use algorithms in their FX trading operations. Additionally, a survey that was also conducted with electronic FX platforms providers in which it was revealed that around 80 to 90% of the algorithms that trade the Mexican peso are designed and executed abroad. However, the trading landscape in Mexico has been changing rapidly in the past couple of years. Ten years ago, less than 20% of the FX operations in the country were conducted through electronic methods. Last year, it was an estimated of around 60% of the transactions that were conducted by electronics. This ever-changing market landscape, supplemented by the efforts undertaken from certain participants to increase the adoption of technological advances, could end up acting as a catalyst for an increased usage of FX algorithms in Mexico.
0: So, I'm glad that you brought up the Mexican FX Committee, because that's actually something that I do want to ask you about in a minute. But first of all, I wanted to get your view on kind of the local FX market in Mexico, its growth, its limitations. So perhaps let's start off with what factors do you see that are kind of currently hampering or limiting the growth of the FX market in Mexico?
1: Well, since the start of the pandemic, markets have been experiencing turbulent times, given the risk and the uncertainty COVID has brought us, and along with it, its impact on the global economic growth that have harmed financial markets. No? In that sense, investors have preferred safer assets to minimize risks. We believe that once we surprise these events and financial conditions improve, we expect the Mexican pesos trading conditions to also improve, and along with it, more activity from the market participants in our currency. Now, during the last five years, this is an important fact, the Mexican economy has dealt with a lot of uncertainty and important challenges for the Mexican economy. Growth perspectives have remained very tight and public and private investment have remained subdued. On the other hand, domestic and external political developments such as the presidential election in our country, but also in the U.S., the trade agreements and the situations that we face back at the beginning of 2017 related to trade agreements with the US among others have been a source of uncertainty that investors have considered while making their investment decisions overall it must be stated that the mexican economy has had a relatively muted gdp growth rate in the recent years which potentially reduces the scope for growth in the fx market related to some of those flows that goes along with the growing in trade and in general, in the real economy. Besides, it must be taken into account that the savings rate in Mexico remain also relatively low, with pension funds considered to be underdeveloped in the terms of the size, due to the small proportion of formal work salary being allocated to their compulsory retirement accounts. In that sense, a large proportion of the workforce is also associated to the informal sector, with virtually no link to the financial system. According to the last triennial Central Bank survey made in 2019 by the BIS, the Mexican Peso is the 15th most traded currency in the world, with a share of around 1.7% of the average daily turnover. This rank is actually four positions below the one that we used to have in the 2016 survey, with the Peso being surpassed mainly by southeastern Asian currencies, whose economies have grown at an important pace in the last years and are expected to grow in the years to come. On the other hand, it is worth mentioning that on May 2019, the Mexican FX Committee uh, published a paper from a working group that also contemplated a survey to different market participants, and it was concluded that there is a lot of room for improvement in the structure and the sophistication of Mexican financial markets. The survey shows that most of the banks perform their FX trading activities through electronic and automated platforms. However, the buy side has a strong influence since most of them close the trades on a more traditional venue and consequently haven't implemented electronic trading or algorithmic trading in their regular operations. The participants that answered the survey mentioned that the cost related to the implementation of these methods, along with the corporate policies, lack of appropriate infrastructure, and operational risk are among the main concerns that make people avoid adopting this practice.
0: So you've talked there about some of the headwinds for the local FX market being tied to the real economy and economic factors. On the flip side of that, do you see any potential tailwinds for growth at the local market?
1: Definitely. One of the biggest advantages is that the Mexican peso trades 24 hours a day which has provided a lot of market debt and liquidity to the currency. This has led the peso to perform as one of the most traded currencies, as we stated before. And hence, the liquidity this provides is really attractive for investors. No? The Mexican peso can be used for investment purposes, for those investors that are looking for carry, but also for those investors that decide to hedge their fixed income holdings in our country. Now. Following the last question, the lack of implementation for more advanced trading mechanisms among market participants also represents a big opportunity in the development of the FX market. It is worth highlighting that retail investing in Mexico has been historically low and recent technology and their access to it provides an opportunity to grow that particular niche. Also, there are interesting yield proposals. That will allow pension funds in our country to use specific uh, risk parameters, which will make the FX market a more natural investment candidate. While other efforts, like the recent pension fund reform, have also increased the amount of resources that must be allocated to retirement accounts. So, in that sense, the country is working to increase the size of the pension funds, and that definitely will lead into new developments in the FX market in our country. Other efforts to further develop the complexity and robustness of the Mexican FX market could also be edged towards promoting a wider use of the CLS services. Mm -hmm. Although the Mexican peso is one of the most traded currencies in CLS, there is currently only one or two local institutions registered as a settlement members which could potentially be creating a bottleneck, domestically speaking. Also, Mexico is one of the most important trade partners of the U.S. and is part of the biggest trade region in the world. You know, we were talking about the NAFTA agreement, uh, which in particular aids in the development of a strong and reliable currency. Furthermore, Mexico has signed several free trade agreements with other important economies, that provide a unique opportunity of growth, given the access that this uh, provides. On the other hand, Mexico is one of the biggest economies in the world and it has a crucial part in the emerging markets block and consequently on financial markets. Hence, Mexican economy and its markets have been developing and growing steadily across time, gaining uh, relevance. Lastly, the free-floating regime the Mexican economy has, Provide investors the certainty that the Foreign Exchange Commission, comprised by the Mexican government, the Minister of Finance, and the central bank, will not intervene unless it sees an important deterioration in trading conditions. The approach of the Mexican financial authorities has always been a hands free approach in terms of the markets. So that also provides confidence on the investment and financial markets overall. In that sense, There is room for improvement, I think, an important opportunities, and we should continue adopting new technologies in our local markets in order to reach the level and the degree of sophistication that other currencies have reached in the recent past.
0: Now, another thing that the central bank has done to help inspire confidence over there is the formation of the Mexican Foreign Exchange Committee that you alluded to before. Now, that was formed in 2017, I believe. I'd be interested to hear from your perspective, what has the formation of this committee and the introduction of the FX Global Code of Conduct had on the local market there?
1: Yes, it won't. In our case, the formation of the Mexican Foreign Exchange Committee has allowed to create a forum for discussion of the most relevant topics concerning the foreign exchange market. In this regard, the committee is comprised by participants of multiple sectors, such as banks, pension funds, trading platforms, which includes 360T, regulators, and corporations, to ensure representativeness of all the market participants in Mexico. Given the diversity and rich variety of opinions, there has been very interesting discussion which in some cases have translated in conducting additional work. For example, a few years ago, the committee conducted a survey about electronic platforms in the Mexican Peso that showed the increasing relevance on this, of this method of execution for the currency and in other occasion, I remember a particular useful meeting in which we talked about the Mexican Peso market uh, microstructure. structure you know, in which we learned about the foreign and local markets, the main venues, and the platforms in which the Mexican Peso is traded, as well as the most traded time frame for the currency and the most used instruments. Furthermore, the committee has also been very useful to learn about the challenges and drawbacks that authorities are facing in the implementation of the Global Code of Conduct to make some fine-tuning on the local implementation of the code. Last year, we actually worked together with 360T and an important event to promote the Global Code of Conduct, the adoption particularly among buy-side participants. The event was a really important effort from the central bank perspective, but also from the infrastructure providers that allow us to bring an important group of BISAT participants to explain them the benefits of adopting the Global Code of Conduct for their current operations. And from that point in time, we have received a really good comments regarding some of these participants, these BISA participants, on the type of measures, on the type of initiatives that the global code of conduct
0: is high. And then my last question for you is, looking ahead now, what are the biggest changes or developments that you expect or, or perhaps that you would like to see in the Mexican FX market in, let's say, the next 10 years?
1: Well, globally speaking, the FX market is a, a market that has been subject to several changes in the last years, no? mainly by the introduction of algorithmics, no? the fragmentation of the market, in multiple platforms, and the evident less dependence on uh, trading made by humans. This trend is likely to continue over the next years, including the case in the uh, Mexican FX market, due to the increasing number of platforms in the market that can be used to trade the Mexican peso, and also an increase in the availability and variety of programs that make the process of trading much easier. This is something that represents both a challenge and an opportunity as a policymaker, since you need to have access to the information of more platforms in order to have a complete picture of what's behind the performance of the currency. Moreover, this shift in the market microstructure has had an impact in how market conditions should be measured. Computer-based trading and algorithmic usage has promoted the practice of splitting large orders and increased the speed at which new quotes can be posted and refreshed. Those new liquidity dynamics have emerged in which a large order book depth is not a necessary condition for adequate market functioning. As a central bank, it is of utmost importance to develop new metrics to measure market conditions and to be able to adapt these to the new dynamics it represents. On the other hand, the practice of internalization has been growing in popularity among market makers, trying to increase their profits by avoiding exposing some of their trading interest at the market. And furthermore, I believe that the market will continue to increase its dependence on algorithmics and that the relevance of the human traders will continue to decrease progressively in the next five to 10 years. Finally, talking about how I would like the local market to evolve in the following years. Probably I would like to see further improvements on market conditions in the case of the Mexican peso. Let's say that we would like to see a more important market debt and a liquidity for the Mexican peso and also an increase in the global relevance of the Mexican peso as one of the most traded emerging market currencies.
0: Well, Juan, thank you so much for joining me today and providing such a insightful and thoughtful discussion there uh, we very much appreciate it and hopefully you'll come back on the podcast again soon sometime thank you galen and thank you uh, the people
1: from 360t for for this in- invitation
0: thank you for listening to the 360t podcast check the 360t website to catch up on past episodes and find new listings